Hi, it's Pete Lawstead here, and uh, welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. Uh, we're a little bit later this year, uh, this year, this week, uh, and I'm, as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, it's certainly a bit late this week. Sorry about that, yeah. folks. But it's, a, it's a, we know it's getting very autumnal now, Peter, because it's just after six o'clock on Friday, the 1st of September, and it's still virtually dark here. In yes. And so uh, the season is well and truly on its way. Yes, well, the reason actually that we're later is because you were enjoying yourself during the week, weren't you? Not all down to me, this, Peter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wednesday night, uh, our usual recording night, I was over in uh, in Sheffield watching the Mighty Imps knock out Premier League Sheffield United in the EFL Cup. So, yeah, yeah good night. But I don't think anybody should get too carried away about um, Sheffield United getting knocked out in that competition. They had a much changed side. The crowd weren't really in it. And when you've got a passionate Imps team going at you, who can blame the Premier League team for throwing the towel in? Yes, it's a, you've got an interesting draw next round, home to West Ham. That'll be a full house, obviously. Full house should be on the telly, in my opinion. As a, as a neutral sort of observer, I think that's probably about the best time the round, really, from a shock perspective. And given the fact Salford have already been on about 350 times in the last two years. So, yeah, how did your boys get on? Yeah, well, the posh got through to the third round for the first Ooh. time in 10 years. Did you get a big draw? <laughs> there were six teams left. Um, including uh, Newcastle, Liverpool and Manchester City and we draw Mansfield away so you know that will be a tough game won't it I should think it will but at least it gives you a good opportunity to get in that fourth round draw and maybe secure one of the big boys like Lincoln or Man U you never (laughs) know who you might get Yes, I mean it's a, it's a well an interesting competition actually, but it's it's a funny competition. Some some people were saying, well, like you said, the Premier, some of these Premier League teams aren't so bothered about it, but they do get bothered obviously once they start reaching the quarterfinals, don't they? And yeah, I mean Bramwell Lane, there was what is it old about thirty two thousand, there was eleven thousand there, of which three thousand were from Lincoln. I kept looking over into the own crowd, and most of them were on the phones during the game. It was a little bit of a training game for Sheffield United. Keep ball. There was no intensity from them. Um, and they played into Lincoln's hands, obviously, with the game going straight to penalties. There's a greater chance of a shock now. So, a bit of a strange night, really, Pete, to be honest. Although we won, at no point did I really get that excited. No. I mean, the only time I really lost me marbles was when the, uh, the linesman, after 20 minutes, decided he needed an energy gel. Uh, bent down to pick one up out of his socks and ended up about 10 yards behind play and we nearly conceded a goal from it. So, yeah, strange night. Right, getting to the podcast, we had a, a very good week last week. All of the selection, all of our main bets came in and also on the on uh, when it had a selection each game, I had eight winners and two losers. You had six winners, four losers. Looking at the three weeks so far, I've had 18 wins, three pushes, six and a half losses. You've had 11 and a half wins, four pushes, 12 losses. So it's it's very good. Very good. Oh, good work. I'm delighted yeah. to that, really. Yeah, yeah. At the start of the season, it was always going to be very difficult. To, yes. Um... And we've had a good start with our main selections as well. It, it, you know, and that's got better as the week's gone. And it's a, I think this week, though, it's, I think it's a tough week this week. Funny week. It certainly is. Is this the last week before the international break? Yes, yes. It is, yeah. So that's another thing to, to just throw into the mix there in terms of uh, in terms of your thought process going into this weekend's games. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think there's some, 
some strange lines that I, I don't really understand. Um, but on the flip side of that, I'm not. I still think it's a bit too early in the season to dive in head first, taking them on. So we shall see, Peter. Right, uh, let's get on with it then. Tonight we've got Luton against West Ham. The line is plus three quarters of a goal. This is Luton's first game in the Premier League. Uh, they they lost their last game three 0 away at Chelsea. West Ham, when they're minus three quarters of a goal, they've only been they've only had it once, and they uh, they lost that game. Uh, sorry, they won that game, and they won it by uh, uh, more than one goal. And they're coming up, uh, and they're coming off a very good. 3-1 victory away at Brighton. Plus three quarters, 137 matches, 62 uh, at home, 54 half loss, 71 loss. So that's 62-98. So there is a lean to the, the away side on this minus three-quarter handicap away. My ratings, though, suggesting the smallest of value, Luton. So I'm going to go Luton plus three-quarters, smallest of value. Well, there's a preview that's gone up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for this game from my good self. Um, the stats here are quite interesting because under David Moyes, away to newly promoted teams, West Ham have a very good record. They've won seven, drawn one, lost three of 11 outings. It seems to be that when they go to these um, newly promoted teams, they find a way to get the job done. No one both teams to score has gone eight and three in those 11 games. But if you open it out to a more wider sort of um, overview of this spot, newly promoted sides go 76, 40 and 83 against non-top six finishing sides. So on a plus half a goal line in this spot, newly promoted teams are 116 to 83 against mid uh, against non-top six finishing sides and I think that's where West Ham will finish this season it's going to be you know the first night at Kenilworth Road um, since their return I think you're a brave man if you side with West Ham here over half a goal them laying because yes they're, they're a decent side Moyes is a good manager is an 11 game sample size though of West Ham in this spot enough to overturn a near 200-game sample size in this spot, suggesting that the home side of the uh, the option going to lean towards the home side, Pete, plus three quarters. Not, not a firm selection in terms of putting it forward as the podcast, um, but read my review, see what you think, folks. But yeah, for the purposes of the pod, we'll take the home side plus three quarters. Sheffield United uh, against Everton. Uh... Next, uh, plus a quarter of goal. The, the line's been bouncing around between scratch and plus a quarter. Uh, recent head-to-heads, there's been two matches. Everton have won them both. Sheffield United went plus a quarter. One nought drawn, nought lost one. Coming off a 2-1 defeat at home to Man City. Slightly unlucky there, really, after getting the, you know, the game back. Everton uh, uh, away uh, went minus a quarter. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Coming off a 1-0 defeat uh, at home to Wolves. Everton started very poorly. They've not scored in, in, in the last three. I thought they were a little bit, well, not really fortunate to get through Doncaster, but they struggled against Doncaster in, in, in the League Cup during the week. Plus a quarter a goal, 320 matches, 96 home, 89 half wins, 135 losses. So that makes 140 and a half to 135 very close there my rating suggesting value Sheffield United and and you know I'm I'm perplexed really why Everton are favourites here 
away from home. And I don't really make that specific to this trip to Sheffield United. Now, Bramall Lane isn't as intimidating now, potentially, as it was in that first season where it really gave them an edge. But Everton have gone 2-9-9 nine and nine in their last 20 away games. I genuinely think sometimes you can over you know, overanalyze games and try and find the reasons um, why a team might be favoured. In my opinion, that's the only stat you need here. Now, that's not saying you dive in and back Sheffield United for definite, but can you really trust a team that's just won two of 20 away from home as a favourite in any game? They've not even scored yet this season, Everton. Again, I've got a preview up um, on Focused on Football. Oh, no, I haven't. No, no, it's a subscriber bet. Sorry, I, I tempted people there. I've got a subscriber bet in this game that's gone out. Um, yeah, again, with you, Pete, I don't understand the line. Yeah, home side are clearly the value. Brentford against Bournemouth. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Brentford won this match uh, last time they met. Uh, the line, minus three quarters. Brentford went minus three quarters. One, two, draw, one, loss, one. One of the two victories by two or more goals coming from one all draw um, at home to Palace. Bournemouth, when they're minus three quarters, not a great record. One, one, draw, one, lost eight. Five of the eight were by two or more goals and they come for a 2-0 defeat at home to Spurs. Bournemouth lost six of their last seven. Minus three-quarter goals, 211 matches, 71 uh, times the home side covered. 56 half wins, 84 losses. So that's 99-84. Again, the minus three-quarter handicap seems to favour uh, the favourite. My rating suggesting small value Brentford. Mm. Well, I'll be on the other side of that coin, I think, here, Peter. And again, preview gone up on focusedonfootball.co.uk. My thoughts on this game. Uh, Bournemouth yet to score against Brentford. They've played twice last season. Um, in this spot, though, against bottom half finishing sides, and I think that's where Bournemouth will end the campaign, Brentford have got a really good record, Pete. They've gone 10-6-3 in that spot against sides that finish 11th or lower. One of those three defeats, so just, you know, they've lost three of 19, but one of those is that famous game against Leeds on the last game of the season where Leeds had to win to stay up. So I almost think you can throw that one out the window because that, that's not a normal stereotypical game in this spot. That's one where you've got one side that's really heavily motivated against a side that really, you know, playing the final game of the season. I just can't have, I'm not going to say they're not good enough to be favoured by three quarters of a goal, Pete Brentford. I just don't think the value's there. So I've got to take the away team here, plus three quarters of a goal. I've been, I've been quietly impressed, really, in terms of what Bournemouth have done, Pete. Because if you analyse what they've done, what was it? Um, let's just double check that. They took the lead, didn't they, at Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. They drew one all with West Ham, who we've now seen have hammered Brighton away from home. And then... Well, they were competitive against Spurs, weren't they? Yeah. And then, you know, they had a good start to the season, Bournemouth. Yeah, I, don't, is it, I think it's a tough, like I said, is it, I think it's a tough one. I, well, my race is suggesting value, Brentford. I was a little bit surprised with that. A little bit surprised. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely Bournemouth or pass for me. Burnley versus Spurs. Uh, next, recent head-to-heads. Uh, Burnley have won two. Spurs have won three. There's been one draw, plus half a goal of the handicap here. Burnley went plus half a goal. 
one, two, drawn five, lost three. Not a bad record there, really. Uh, coming off a three-one defeat at home to Villa. Spurs went minus half a goal. Not brilliant. One, three, drawn three, lost four. Come for a two-nil victory away at Bournemouth. Spurs scored at least two in their last four. So the scoring goals, Spurs plus half a goal. One hundred thirty-nine matches, seventy-two home, sixty-seven away. My race is suggesting small value Spurs. I think if Spurs do score two, two or more goals, I think they'll win the game. I think you're probably right, and interestingly, they've only won four of the last, sorry, one of the last four trips to Turf Moor. So even when they had Harry Kane in the starting lineup, this was not a venue against a weaker Premier League opponent that they've had much success on. Now this line opened minus three quarters, Peter. A little bit annoyed with myself that I didn't take a bit of the home side because I just thought, well, that's far too early in Big Angie's sort of reign of terror at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to be trusting them on a minus three quarters of a goal line. And, you know, you know, as sure as night follows day, the money came for the home side or maybe you can say it came against Spurs and this line's now minus a half. Uh, I think this is a big test for Spurs. A lot of positive things said about them. It's the kind of game where if they are going to be as good as some people are saying they are, and they have been impressive in their opening three games, they should go and win this game. Maybe it's just because it's Spurs. Even though there's more line value, I'm not going to put them forward as a, a as a main bet. You may look back at this in a few months and think, crikey, that was a really good price on Spurs in this spot, minus half a goal against the side that we know are going to struggle down the bottom end of the table. I think now the line's trended down to minus a half. I think the values of Spurs and for the pod, that's where I'm going to say my, you know, nail my colours to the mast. But in reality, I wouldn't be trusting Spurs just yet at odds on away from home. Chelsea against uh, Forest next. Uh, well, the game was a draw last season. The game is uh, the handicap is minus one and a quarter. When minus one and a quarter, Chelsea's record reads one five drawn three lost two. Four of the five victories by two or more goals come off a, a three nil victory at home to Luton. Forest uh, when they're plus one and a quarter, one nought drawn one lost one. Uh, that one defeat was by two or more goals, and they're coming off a, a slightly unfortunate three two. Defeat away at Manchester United. Three or more goals have been seen in eight of Forrest's last ten. Minus one and a quarter goals over the last few seasons. 92 matches. 42 times the home side have, have covered it. 22 uh, half losses. 28 losses. So that's 42 plays 39. Again, my racing suggesting value Forrest. And before you say, how can you trust a team that hasn't won? <laughs> <laughs> you, sound, you sound like a... An ex-girlfriend of mine there. there. Um, But yeah, there's two ways to look at this. Forrest have gone 1-5 and 15 away in the Premier League. That that is a pretty terrible record, isn't it? And they've lost both of their away games so far this season. But when you break it down, they've not been handed a very easy start. They've been asked to travel to both Arsenal and Man United so far this season. And they lost by just one goal. So I can see why the, you know, the the bookmakers have got this line priced at minus one and a quarter. I just think Pochettino will will find a way for Chelsea to win this game. And if I think Chelsea are going to win this game, I can't really trust Forrest receiving just one and a quarter goals. I think the value lies still with Chelsea. Will Chelsea batter Forrest? I don't think they will. But I do think they'll probably win by two clear goals. 
Man City Fulham next. Uh, recent heads heads Manchester City one all three. Um, two and a quarter goals uh, this this match. When minus two and a quarter goals, City's record reads one six drawn two lost two. Only one of the six they've won by three or more goals. They're coming for two one victory away at Sheffield United. Fulham when they're plus two and a quarter, they lost that game, uh, but it wasn't by. Uh, more than two goals. Uh, they're coming off a two-all draw uh, away at Arsenal. Good fight back that by Fulham there. Man City, they've won 14 of the last 16. We know all about them. You know, they're a very good side. Minus two and a quarter goals, 12 times the home side of one, eight half losses, 11 losses. So that's 12 plays 15. Small value, uh, Fulham, my rating suggesting. And it is small value as well, which surprised me a little bit. Well, I think it's definitely the side to play here if you want to get involved on the match line. I genuinely think um, such big lines going into European week sort of don't really appeal to me in the same way as they don't appeal to me coming out of a, an international weekend. It's interesting that in the last few meetings of the side, City have won all six. And if you tell me that Man City are going to play a, a team that's probably a bottom half team or mid-third side and they're going to win all six meetings of the teams... You, I'm probably going to say, well, I think they're going to have a massive um, sort of goal difference differential. Is that your plus 12 against Fulham in those six games? Now, that sounds a lot, but in reality, for them to win every game, it would have to be at least plus six if they won every game by just one goal. When you think how sometimes City can demolish teams, Fulham have kept it relatively tight. I'm actually going to take a little bit of the under three and a quarter goals here, Pete. I think this could be another one of those games where if City get sort of 2-0 up after an hour, the game could really peter out. And, you know, Pep's not really going to push a lot of his players ahead of this international break. Going to try and conserve a lot of their energies, I think. And, yeah, I'm going to take a bit of the under three and a quarter goals, Pete. I can't really see Fulham trouble in the score sheet. They've not done that many times against City in recent seasons. And I think City will probably canter through this game. Brighton, Newcastle next. Recent head-to-heads. Uh, Brighton have won two. There's been four draws. Newcastle not one. The line's off scratch. One off scratch. Brighton's records reads once four, drawn three, lost three. Coming off a, a shock, well, a little bit of a shock, 3-1 defeat at home to West Ham. Newcastle, when they were uh, away off scratch, 1-1 one, one, draw, naught, lost three. Come for 2-1 defeats uh, uh, at home to Liverpool. Three or more goals have been seen in eight of Brighton's last nine matches. Scratch, 249 matches, 79 home, 79 push, 91 away. My race is suggesting value Brighton, and that's what I'm going to go with. I'm quite, again, quite shocked. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm staying completely away from that match line because I'm not really interested in it because my flashing beacons have gone to this, um, this goal line, Peter. I was surprised it opened so high at three. I've then sort of opened my war chest now it's gone to three and a quarter. 14 of Brighton's last 40 home games have seen four or more goals. Over, wow. two, and a, over two and a half goals has only gone 18 and 22. Yet this line is at three and a quarter. Only nine of Newcastle's 33 away games under Eddie Howard seen four or more goals. Away from home, Newcastle like to try and keep it pretty tight. They don't concede many. Now, they don't keep many clean sheets, granted. But I don't think this game's going to be 
overly high scoring, Peter. I think it's going to be an open and attractive game to watch. But both teams are, aren't the worst at the back line. There'll be a lot of possession for both teams in, in the final third. But I, I just genuinely don't really see where this... This is obviously an, um, an XG sort of uh, driven market move. I'm quite happy to oppose it. I really like the under three and a quarter goals here, Pete. Right, next up, uh, Crystal Palace Wolves. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Palace have had the better. They've won three. There's been one draw. Um, Wolves have won one. Uh, the Lions, minus half a goal. Palace, when minus half a goal, one six, drawn four, lost not. Not bad there. Uh, coming off a one old draw away at Brentford. Wolves, when they're plus half a goal, poor record. One naught, drawn one, lost four. Coming off a one nil victory away at uh, Everton. Two or less goals have been seen in six of Palace's last seven. Uh, minus half a goal, 282 matches, 136 home, 146 away. My rating suggesting some small value walls. I'm going to go with that, but it, 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 it's, again, I, I'm a little bit surprised, but that's what I'm going to go with. Well, when you look at Palace's record this season, 1-1 one, one draw, 1-1 one, lost 1. Beat the side they should have beaten, Sheffield United. Lost to the team they should lose to, Arsenal. And probably drew with the team they probably should draw with in the shape of Brentford. So that's a positive in terms of if you're looking to support Palace. Now, they've won three of the five meetings of the sides in recent seasons. I think you alluded to possibly it being a a low-scoring game, Pete. There's only been one first-half goal in those five meetings of the teams at Sellers Park in recent seasons. These tend to be cagey games between the two sides. When bottom-half sides play each other, The home side win 43% of games. That suggests a little bit of value with the the away side here, Pete. And I think it's just just an eyeball thing for me here. It's not always the best way to bet. You do really want stats and trends backing you up. The stats and trends point to this being a coin flip game. Um, But I'm going to take the away side here for small stakes, Peter, as a main selection. I don't think Palace are good enough to be favoured by half a goal against a similar sort of side on home soil. I'll I'll grant them I could give them a quarter goal start, but half a goal, I think, for this Palace side is too much in this spot. So I'll take take Wolves plus half a goal. Liverpool Villa next. Um, Recent head-to-heads, Liverpool have been dominant. They won four, has been one draw. Villa, not one. Minus three quarters of goal, the handicap. With minus three quarters of goal, Liverpool's record at home reads 1-3, drawn not lost one. Two of the three wins were by two or more goals. Coming off a 2-1 victory away at Newcastle. Very well played, I thought Liverpool did there to get back in that game. Villa, uh, when they're plus three quarters, 1-4, drawn two, lost four. Only two of the four defeats were by two or more goals. Coming off a 3-1 victory away. Burnley, Liverpool now not lost in 14, minus three quarters, 211 matches, 71 home, uh, 56 half wins, 84 losses, so it's 99 plus 84. My rating is suggesting value Liverpool. I think they could be a good bet here. Yeah, it's the side I'm taking, Peter. Um, my, my opening line that I've written here is only three quarters of goal favourites. I mean, they win 77% of home games under Jurgen Klopp against all opposition. And I actually tried to narrow this down, Peter. I thought, well, I'll take out, you know, the top performances at home against the top six, because that will obviously push the win rate up in this spot. And it actually doesn't. 
they are a very competent home side against all levels of opposition Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp. That 77% of home matches where they win the game equates to a true price of 1.30. They're actually looking at Betfair just now, Pete. You can back Liverpool at 1.69. Yeah, the true price against all oppositions, 1.30. So that instantly, to me, says there's value with the home side minus three quarters. Do I think they'll blow Aston Villa away? Probably not, because I think under um, Unai Emery, Aston Villa are a very competent side, very well organised, always dangerous on the break. So they could score in this game. But I do think, Pete, minus three quarters, Liverpool at home, probably against anybody outside of that top three or four are a good bet. So, yeah, I'll take Liverpool there. Uh, finally, the match of the weekend, Arsenal against Manchester United. Arsenal have had the much the better of this fixture at the Emirates in recent seasons. They've won six, there's been one draw. United have won one. Again, minus three quarters. A little bit surprised there at that handicapping truth. When minus three quarters, our sorts of home records, not brilliant, you know. One, two, drawn five, lost three. Only one of the two wins were by two or more goals. Coming off a two-old draw at to Fulham. United, when they're minus three quarters away, they won. They've won. And they're coming off a three-two victory. Um at home to Forest. Man United, they've won six of their last seven, minus three quarters, 211, 71 home, 56 um, half wins, 84 losses, so 99, 84. Again, as we said many times, when it's minus three quarters, it seems to favour the that the, the favourite. Small value Manchester United, my rating suggesting, I think it's going to be uh, another close game. Should be a good game, this. Well, in some ways, you can say United have been shown a bit of disrespect here with this line set at minus three quarters. But when you drill down into the trends and the stats, Peter, they're not being shown any disrespect at all because under Eric Ten Hag, they've gone just eight, three and nine on the road. They've scored just once in the last four away games. And in fact, they've drawn five blanks in their last eight away games under him. I think Ten Hag will want to keep this game tight because I'm, I don't think he wants to get into a shootout against Arsenal. Yes, he'll play them on the break, but I don't think he has the firepower, really, to cope with Arsenal if this goes into an almost a basketball-style game. I think Arsenal are much more reliable in those sorts of matches than uh, than his team. I'm attracted to the under-three goals here, Pete. I think... We know that United struggle at times away from home. They do miss fire. Ten Hag wants to keep the game tight early. And then I think if, if they manage to do that, United, then I think this could end up being a really cagey game. And in the second half, it might just take one goal to win it. Now, the goal line set at three. I I don't really see this get, game being a match where it yields four or more goals. So, yeah, I'll take the under three goals. Right. Just a couple of admin things before we get on to the selections um like i said you know um the the free service trade on sports free service go to the focused on football or trade on sports.co.uk have a look for the free service it's going very well matt started his ncaa he's had three selections so far all three of one including last night where he had nebraska plus six and a half and that came in um so he's had three out of three. Jimmy is four selections so far. He's had three out of four winners. The, the NBA and the NFL will be starting soon. So the ratings will be appearing in there into the Telegram room. So please join that. 
Um, yeah, selection. So this week, it's, it's a tough week this week, funny week. I'm going to just stick to the one this week and I'm going to go um, two points on uh, Liverpool minus three quarters at home to Aston Villa. Well, I'm going to have two bets, folks. I think this Ooh. is the first. Oh, no, I think I've had two bets already one week. But yes, you have, yes. We're going to go for two points. The first time I've ratcheted the staking levels up. I'm going to take two points under three and a quarter goals in the Brighton and Newcastle game. Don't see where that's um, where will that crazy goal line's come from. And then I'm going to take for one point Wolves plus half a goal away at Sellers Park. Excellent. Well, we this podcast will be back in two weeks' time. We've got the international break and uh, good luck for the weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.